Hello everyone, I'm your host Noor and welcome to and Beyond. This is a podcast where we push ourselves past our own limiting beliefs, past our comfort zones, go beyond ourselves in mind, body, and soul. I want to tell you a little story that happened to me a couple of days ago. I was out and about running some errands, caught truly in the hectics of life. It was one of those days where you want to be as effective and efficient as possible, where you just know you have to get some things done, you don't want to think about anything else, and you're kind of in this robotic motion. And all I wanted to do by the end of the day was get in the shower and get in bed because I was so exhausted. A lot of emphasis here on the fact that I did not want to think about anything other than getting my things done. And when I got home that day to go shower and go to bed, I got into the shower and let me just say, I felt the most extreme pain in the back of my leg that made me want to scream because I literally thought that somebody had stabbed me in my leg. I turned around, luckily nobody was there, but what I did see was this gigantic bruise and I had absolutely no idea how it got there. What was even more confusing is how painful it was and the fact that I did not pay attention to it the whole entire day. And this is what inspired this episode emotional numbness i was so caught in the busyness of my day in the motions of getting things done trying to quote unquote survive my day that i did not even feel when or how this bruise ended up on my leg where it literally felt like somebody had stabbed me and i think this is a something that a lot of us are dealing with especially in the past couple of years, this emotional numbness of numbing out because we are so caught in the motion of trying to survive. We have, as a collective, been dealing with so much trauma, whether it's trauma from the pandemic or trauma from things that are going on on a personal level in your own life. We have been hit by one thing after the other after the other. We have not given ourselves the time to process anything that has been going on, which has left a lot of people feeling emotionally numb. And our emotions are essential. Our emotions are what allow us to truly survive in this world because they guide us towards things that excite us, that bring us pleasure, that bring us joy, and they push us away from any kind of harms or threats. But when you are emotionally numb, you are unable to tap into that. You're unable to tap into what is physically happening in your surroundings and what's going on in your body. And the more emotionally numb we grow as a society, the more we cut ourselves off from truly connecting to each other, connecting to ourselves and our bodies, which leaves us chronically ill, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that is why I feel like this episode is really important to put out there for anybody who feels like they are dealing with emotionally numbness. And I do believe that a lot of people are dealing with emotional numbness. And in this episode, I really want to help you understand exactly what happens when you are feeling emotionally numb, why that's happening, and how to truly move through it so that you can become more happier in your life. You can create more joy, find more pleasure in life. And I want to do this through real scientific strategies that have worked for people to improving their happiness and their overall mood and then i also as always love to include astrology into my episodes so i want to give you some tips on how you can use astrology 
to tap more into your emotions so that you can hold more emotional capacity for yourself to give yourself and your emotions more nurturing love. And I just want to see you thrive in life. And the best way that I can see you thrive in life is by putting out episodes like this. And I can only put out episodes like this through your support. So it means so much to me if you could take one minute of your time to head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and a review because it allows me to invite more insightful guests and experts to share their wisdom on topics that I know are going to benefit you. And when you support this show, not only does it support me, but it supports you as well. And it also supports others because it allows this show to grow so that others, people can receive it. So I appreciate you. And now let's start creating a life that is more happier, that feels more emotionally intact. So thank you so much. Over the past couple of years, specifically 2020, we have been dealing as a collective with so much stress. With the pandemic, with everything that was happening on a political level, everything that was happening in our personal lives, it feels like there was one thing after the other after the other where there was no time to really process anything. And it is because we live in a world where we are truly asked to just pick ourselves up and continue to move on. That is the right thing to do, is that you just put on your shoes and you get out of the door and you do the next thing. But what that creates is emotional numbness. It means that we don't process our emotions and instead we hold our emotions in. I want to go back to the story that I shared earlier. When I was in the shower, that is when I first felt the emotional pain of this bruise that was on my leg and the reason why is because i was in stillness i took a moment of pause throughout the havoc and the chaos and the hecticness of my day and it wasn't until the water hit my leg water to me symbolizes emotion symbolizes healing did i feel the pain of that wound and this is why a lot of people also are in feeling emotional numbness is because of the fear of feeling the pain that comes up when you allow yourself to tap into your emotions. But as I was saying earlier, your emotions are necessary. Your emotions help you survive because they guide you towards things that are going to be good and beneficial for you. And they also push you away from things that may be harmful to you. And this is why it is so important to tap into your emotions. Because if you're not tapping into your emotions, they do manifest in other ways. Your body keeps the score. And that's actually a really great book that I would recommend to anybody who's dealing with any kind of chronic pain in their body or any kind of mental health issues because your body keeps score, keeps record of all the emotions that you hold in. If you're not processing your emotions and releasing your emotions, they are going somewhere and they're going to manifest in some kind of way. If you're somebody that deals with digestive issues, who's always in the doctor and doesn't really have a reason why, who is dealing with hair loss, who's dealing with any other anxiety, depressive symptoms. This is usually because you're holding on to so much emotion and you haven't been processing it. And this pandemic, these past couple of years, has really emphasized that as we have seen mental health issues rise and chronic illnesses rise. And this happens also as a result of emotional numbing, of self-soothing rather than feeling the emotion. When you are self-soothing, There's a difference between soothing and feeling your emotions. Soothing means to just pat yourself on the back, give yourself a little booster, and then carry on. But feeling your emotion allows you to be in your emotion, to feel the emotion so that you can release it. And this is essential for us to truly move forward more positively as a collective 
and on an individual level as well. When your brain is in overdrive, it shuts down all systems. Your nervous system is in chaos. And it is so important for you to give love, to give nurture to your brain, to your nervous system. And the way I, I see this play out in the long run is even more mental health issues, even more chronic issues. And there have been studies that have been done. There's, I believe, a specific study in 2016 that was done on around 3,500 children. And they took 3,500 children who, who experienced or were exposed to some kind of violence. And what they saw was that these children who were exposed to violence were more desensitized and emotionally numb over time compared to the average child. And again, the reason why is because when you're chronically or overwhelmed with stress, then you overpower the nervous system and it triggers a state of collapse. And people who suppress their emotions have higher chances of developing mental health issues compared to people who take the time to comprehend and to tap in to their emotions. Again, your emotions are necessary. And we use numbing as a coping mechanism. We self-soothe as a coping mechanism so that we can continue to quote-unquote survive and move forward to do the next thing. But again... When you are numbing out, you are depleting your emotional resources. You are depleting yourself of experiencing any range of the emotions. So if you are somebody who is struggling and is feeling like, what is the point of life? Why do I even need to do the next thing? Or you're not interested in things that once interested you. You're feeling disconnected from your body, from your thoughts. You're feeling detached from the world, feeling like an outsider in your own life, feeling like time is all over the place almost like you have a sense of loss of time or you don't really remember things. You're struggling to connect with other people. You're unable to tap into your emotions. These are all signs of emotional numbness. And yes, it does correlate a lot with depression as well because feeling emotionally numb can lead to depression. And depression can also cause emotional numbness where you don't feel anything at all, where you're almost immune to everything around you. Again, in my story earlier, I was so immune to the pain because I was already so stressed out. My body couldn't process the pain of the bruise of wherever it came from because my mind was somewhere else. And when you need, when you tap into your emotions, it requires you to be very mindful and very intentional with yourself. And a lot of people don't feel like they have the time to do this. And that is the first issue is people will claim that they can't take a pause. They can't take a moment to process. And usually the excuse and the reason for that is because of the fear of feeling the pain in the beginning, feeling the pain of what may come up from those past experiences from the trauma. And the first step to even understanding how to tap into your feelings, to truly feeling your feelings, is to understand the concept of meta-emotions. Meta-emotions are emotions about emotions or feelings about feelings. So for example, feeling sad about feeling angry, feeling angry about feeling ashamed of yourself. It is not actually feeling the feeling, but you're putting a thought to the feeling which removes you from the feeling. And to start tapping into your feelings, it is really important for you to name the feeling. Studies have truly shown that just by simply naming the feeling can help you depersonalize it. 
And why is this important? Is because when we focus so much on personalizing a feeling, then we feel the pain of the feeling. Then we start to use the feeling as a reason to avoid it. But the feeling is just a feeling. It's just a motion in the body that is happening that needs to be released. And I want to make this very clear. This is not about ignoring your emotions. Feeling your feelings isn't is quite literally the opposite of that. Ignoring your emotions would be saying that I feel a certain way, but I'm going to do something else and I'm not going to tap into this, which actually causes your emotions and your feelings to linger even further into you. And I'm going to get into this later. So naming the feeling is the first step to recognizing what is going on on a mental, emotional, physical level. And if you don't even know how to understand a feeling because you have been so out of touch with your emotions and with your feelings, there's actually a really good um, chart thing that you can use. It's called the feelings wheel, which helps you connect to your feelings if you just, if you're, again, if you're struggling to identify with it. Identify with it. And if you, you can just search feelings wheel and if nothing shows up then, which I'm 100% sure it will show up because I've done it myself, you can search Dr. Gloria Wilcox's feelings wheel and you can start to identify your exact feelings. You can narrow it down to the exact thing that is making you feel whatever it is that's coming up for you. The next thing to do is to label the feeling and see how it's showing up in your body again. The mind-body connection here is very important because when you have a feeling, it is truly a sensation in your body that is happening. Your emotion is emotion happening inside of you. That feeling is a feeling happening inside of you. So when you can label it and then sense where is this feeling coming up, then you can start to feel truly feel into it. And this requires you to not call judgment on yourself, not Try to judge whether it's right or wrong what you're coming up for you because it's going to show up differently in every single person. If you're saying, I feel it in my mind, body, and spirit, I'm feeling it all over the place, I can't really identify it, then that's okay. Maybe it is happening all around you. Maybe you're feeling like your throat feels really dry. Maybe your eyes feel really hot and red. Just feel what's showing up for you because the next step is to support the feeling. And you support the feeling by asking it what it needs. And again, this may sound a little woo-woo or may make you start to judge it. Like, I don't really know if this is, if I'm giving it the right thing. I don't really know how to process this. Just listen. Do whatever feels right in the moment. If your stomach is hurting you, if you're getting a feeling, you're feeling really sad about something and you notice it in your stomach, maybe your stomach just needs you to put your hand on it. Maybe your stomach needs a hug. Maybe you need a warm glass of water. Maybe you need whatever it is, a nice comforting show to watch. Your feeling is going to show exactly what it needs in that moment. And you just need to follow through with that. Again, if you're feeling it in your whole body and you're like, okay, what do I do with all of this? Maybe you need to get up and shake your body, literally shake the feeling off. And the last thing is, is that once that feeling has shared the exact message that it needs you to do, then you can let it go. And here's a fun fact, feelings, emotions, last only 90 seconds after 90 seconds they pass through your body and you may be thinking how on earth is that even possible when i feel something it lasts all week it lasts all day it lasts all month it lasts for years and the reason why is because you're not feeling the feeling you're going into the meta emotions you're thinking about the feeling you're feeling the feeling you're feeling your feelings are about the feelings And you continue into that cycle 
of thinking about the feeling, of thinking about that feeling, and then thinking and thinking and thinking, and you're not taking action in the moment on what the feeling truly needs from you. And I also want to clarify that clarify here that of course you may not be able to fully release the feeling in that moment. Something may be more deeper, but it's just starting to be more intentional with the feelings and the emotions that are coming up for you, which can help you move through them with more ease. So again, remember this, an emotion and a feeling lasts 90 seconds. It takes 90 seconds for it to pass through. So be gentle with yourself. When you're feeling angry, again, label it. Label it, see where it's showing up in your body, see what it needs from you, and then you can move through it. Now that we know how to identify a feeling, and now that you have your feelings wheel, which you can reference whenever something is coming up for you, we can use this to build and boost our happiness. And these are steps that I believe, based on scientific evidence and strategies, have been proven to show that these things can make you happier. And I want to put a lot of emphasis here on happier. Because when you're feeling emotionally numb, you focus so much on this idea of happiness. I want to be happy. I want to. I want my life to be happy. But that means you're only focusing on one emotion. And in life, that is unrealistic. We are going to go through all the ranges of emotions. And if you're focusing so much on one emotion, then that is going to lead you into emotionally numbing. Because every time you don't feel joy, you don't feel happiness, then you'll suppress that emotion. So this is about feeling happier in the moments so that you can go back into the wounds into the pain and come at it with more love and care and kindness and that is what's going to really help you get more in touch with your emotions again this is really important to note that this is to make you happier in the moment chasing anything is going to leave you more numb because everything always exists in this exact moment which is why mindfulness and being more present with yourself is essential. Something that I see a lot with emotionally numb people is that they're constantly seeking for the things that are going to make them happier in the next moment. If you are somebody who's constantly anticipating the next event, I'm so excited for that event because it's gonna mean X, Y, and Z things for me. There's nothing wrong, don't get me wrong here, there is nothing wrong with getting excited about a future event. But if you feel like you need to waste, quote unquote, waste time to reach to that next event, it's probably because you're very emotionally numb, where you're not experiencing the happiness and the joys and the pleasure in the moment. So how do we start to feel happier in the present moment? The first step is savoring the moment. Savoring the moment is essential. We have become a world where we're constantly moving, moving, moving. Again, constantly in motion. If you are somebody who doesn't enjoy their meals, who doesn't enjoy talking with their friends, who doesn't enjoy anything anymore because you're constantly in the go, 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 then that is because you are so emotionally numb. And savoring the moment is going to help you tap more in to your happiness, to tap more in to your joy. It means that you're taking the time to experience what is happening around you. So for example, if you are sitting down and you're looking at a flower, you would take in the whole sensual experience of looking and gazing at this flower. How does your skin feel? What are your eyes telling you? What is your heart telling you? What is What can you smell? What can you see? What can get in touch with all of your senses? If you're enjoying a meal, 
Think about all the tastes. Think about the aromas. Think about the flavors on your tongue and how it feels when you swallow the food, how your eyes are looking at the food. Enjoy and savor the moment because when you savor moments and you engage all your senses, then you prolong the happiness. You prolong the joy of that experience, which again is essential to creating more happiness in your life. And another great way to savor the moment is inviting somebody else in to do so with you. So for example, if you're enjoying a meal, inviting somebody in to enjoy the meal with you. If you're going out to gaze at the sunset, invite somebody else to do that with you. And why is this going to help you prolong and savor the moment is because now that somebody else is joining you, now you can talk about this with somebody and you can engage in conversation, back and forth conversation about this joyful experience with someone. And that can prolong the happiness that you're feeling, can really help you savor the moment. So again, savoring the moment, sensing into all your senses and having that sensory experience with these moments is what's going to prolong the happiness. It's going to extend it because when you are looking at your phone, you're getting that instant gratification because somebody liked your post, because somebody did X, Y, and Z. You got you got a notification from somebody, somebody texted you and invited you somewhere and you're getting these instant things of gratification, you forget how to just enjoy things for a longer period of time because you're waiting for the next thing constantly. So learn to savor the moment. The next thing is enjoying the small daily pleasures, which goes along with savoring the moment, but it's truly admiring your surroundings, admiring everything that you interact with that just put a little smile on your face, that make you feel a little bit of joy and naming it out loud. Because when you can name it out loud, then you can recognize that, oh, there are pleasures, there are joyful moments in my day. There is something, there is an emotion there. There is something happening there. And when you can label it again, it helps you remember that. And that could be drinking a nice cup of tea or getting into bed early looking at your cat do silly things, whatever the things are, but really taking the time to appreciate and enjoy the small, simple daily pleasures, which I say are small, but they're not small when they really do make a big difference in that exact moment. The third is gratitude. Gratitude towards yourself and others. Being appreciative of everything that is around you. Being grateful for the people around you. Being also grateful and sharing that gratitude with other people. Telling somebody else that you're grateful for them. Telling some, showing somebody else gratitude in whatever means that means to you. Gratitude is a great way to start focusing in on the positive. And according to science, that the more you spend time focusing in on the positives without necessarily neglecting the negatives, the more, for one, positives you create, scientifically, evidently, but also the more you start to feel happier. So gratitude is essential. The fourth is taking positive action. And this could look like writing somebody a letter of gratitude. This could look like inviting somebody over for a nice cup of tea. This could look like doing something that's going to be really good for you, taking yourself out for a walk, but some kind of positive action. And you may be thinking, well, if I already feel emotionally numb, if I'm, if I'm dealing with all this, you think that all these things are going to actually help me? I don't want to do any of these things. But I know you do because you're listening to this episode right now. And if you didn't care and if you weren't emotionally numb, then you would not be listening to this episode. And I know that you want to improve. I know that you want to feel happier. I know that you want to get more in touch with your emotions. So that is why you are going to be taking positive actions. And your why is important here. 
and your value, if your value is to feel more happier in your life, then you will do what it takes to feel more happier in your life. So I want you to keep that in mind. And what goes alongside with positive action is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is my fifth strategy to improving your emotional well-being. Cognitive behavioral therapy helps you shift your behaviors. It helps you become your own therapist to develop coping skills and to help you learn how to change the way you think so that you can understand your emotions on a deeper level so that you can change your behavior alongside that. And if you don't have access to therapy, then of course this is something that you can practice on your own through steps one, two, three, and four by savoring the moment, enjoying the small daily pleasures, having more gratitude, doing positive actions. You become your own therapist in doing so. And you can always seek support from somebody who you feel like you can truly connect with, who you feel safe with. The sixth strategy is ketamine therapy. And ketamine therapy has grown more, I guess, in the past two years and has been very popularized. And ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic medication which has shown to help manage different kind of mental health conditions like depression, PTSD, anxiety, and this is because it enhances the release of neurotransmitters related to mood regulation. So this is not something that everybody has access to. However, again, it has scientifically been proven to really help people with emotional numbness, depression, anxiety, PTSD, and more. And the seventh, as I keep mentioning, we cannot neglect the mind-body connection. If you are somebody who has been dealing with heavy, heavy, heavy emotions and you are unable to process them, one way you can start connecting to your emotions is through your food and through your movement. Food is healing. Eating whole foods from Mother Earth, the nurturer, the mother, is healing. And if you want to feel more nurtured, if you want to take care of your emotions, if you want to take care of your body and your mind, eat more whole foods. Eat foods that are supportive to your brain. Things like your omega-3s from walnuts, sardines, mackerel, salmon, having blueberries, high antioxidant foods, blueberry extract, um, dark chocolate, dark leafy greens, having anti-inflammatories like turmeric, having your vitamin D, your B12s, your choline from eggs, again, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate has been proven to uplift your moods. And L-theanine, which has calming, relaxing effects from green tea. This will allow you to start feeling more mentally clear. And when you're more mentally clear, you're able to see your emotions more clearly. You're able to feel into your emotions more clearly. And moving your body, if you can't process the emotions, if you can't sit and think about the emotions or not even think about the emotions, to talk about the emotions, to share your emotions, to release it in a verbal manner or in any other kind of way, moving your body can release the emotions, can help you process the emotions. Going for a run, going for a jog, dancing, these things really really do help you release the emotions. So again, I really want to emphasize here the mind-body connection is important the body does keep the score and i'm going to keep mentioning that because i really hope that you do go purchase the book or at least look into how your body holds on to so much emotion and how it can manifest in physical and mental illnesses so i really want to emphasize that here because your body is your home your body is your temple take care of your body by taking care of your emotions and take a pause to process the emotions. 
These past couple of years have been a lot. Just like me getting in the shower, letting the water run down my leg, feeling the emotions was very painful. It was necessary because if I did not feel that pain, I would have known how to take care of that wound. I wouldn't know how to deal with it. And maybe it would have gotten worse. And this is the same thing that happens when we don't deal with our emotions. When you numb out your emotions, they manifest in illnesses. They manifest in so many other ways and they become worse and worse and worse over time. Those numbing strategies, those soothing strategies do not work on the long run. The more you numb, the more you soothe, the worse it gets because those soothing and numbing strategies are usually not so healthy for you either. So take a pause to process your emotions. And if you don't feel like a pause is possible, then start doing one small thing right now. What can you do in this exact moment to make yourself feel a little happier? And again, nothing is too small when it uplifts your mood just even a little bit. So do one thing today, whether it's savoring the moment, savoring a meal, savoring a moment, a conversation with somebody, savoring the fact that you're looking out and gazing out a window, find something that you can savor, find something that you can be grateful for, find something that you can do positively for yourself or for somebody else. Remember, your emotions are essential and tapping into your emotions, allowing yourself to connect with your emotions is what's going to make you a lot more happier even if you think it's really scary even if you're scared of the pain in the long run it is going to do so much more good than that pain that you're going to feel in the moment and as i mentioned i will be talking about astrology here so if you know your moon sign then great and if not then i highly suggest that you just go onto google and search moon sign calculator and all you need for this is your birth date and your place of birth and your moon sign is all about your needs your emotional needs and when you can understand what your emotional needs are then you know how to cater to your emotions you know how to connect with your emotions so based on your moon sign again once that you have that once you know your moon sign then you can either come back to this episode you can pause this episode or you can stay tuned into this episode while you are looking that up So for Aries, Aries, you're very on the go, go, go all the time. Being still with your emotions will allow you to feel your emotions, will allow you to connect with your emotions. However, in saying this, if you are constantly on the go 24-7 and you're, or you're really burnt out, sorry, if you're feeling the opposite of that and you're burnt out and you're feeling very tired, then moving your body in some kind of way can actually be beneficial. So this really depends on you. Taurus, self-care is essential. Self-care through sensual experiences like a massage or a facial can help you get more in touch with your body and your emotions. Gemini, communicating your feelings, being able to put your thoughts into words or even written or verbally. Going to therapy in this kind of way is going to be really helpful for you. Journaling, whatever it means to communicate your feelings. Cancer, nurturing yourself and mothering yourself, giving yourself motherly support. Leo, any kind of creative expression. This could be singing, this could be doing a sport, this could be writing something, any kind of creative outlet, painting, drawing, whatever it is to you, is going to help you put your emotions out there. Virgo, wellness practices are really important for you. Getting your movement in, 
eating whole foods can clear the physical body so you can get more in touch with your emotions. Libra, connection is so important to you. Speaking to a loved one about what is coming up for you is going to help you move through your emotions. Scorpio, seclusion to tap into your emotions is essential. But in saying this, vulnerability is also important. Inviting someone into the darkness when it becomes too much to bear on your own is going to be very helpful. Sagittarius is, you need space. You need space to breathe, to feel free, to connect to yourself and your emotions. Going out to the beach, going out for a run, anything that allows you to feel more free in your spirit is going to really help you get more in touch with your emotions. Capricorn, committing to yourself, to bettering yourself, to taking daily actions to connect to your emotions, doing those positive actions is how you process and move through your emotions. Aquarius, you are actually the most detached from your emotions. And in order for you to be more connected to your emotions, you need space. You need time to ground yourself into your emotions. And also group therapy could be very supportive to help you because it helps you understand your emotions through the lens of others. Pisces, therapy truly of any form can be very beneficial as you are very sensitive. And your sensitivity is very beautiful. However, you tend to cling on to other people's emotions. So you also need space to re-energize yourself so that you can separate other people's emotions so that you can take care of your own emotions. And as always, I like to end these episodes off with an herb. And the herb for this episode is one that I speak a lot about in this podcast in general, which is St. John's Wort. And the reason why I want to bring this up in this episode as well is because St. John's Wort is a really powerful herb when you are dealing with low mood, low energy. It can really uplift your spirits and make you feel more radiant in yourself. So I highly suggest if you are dealing with any kind of heavy emotions and you want to connect to your emotions, you want to uplift your mood, you want to feel happier in your life, then this is a great herb to work with. I hope that this episode benefited you. I hope you felt validated in this episode if you are dealing with a lot of emotional numbness because, again, this is something that we're all dealing with on a collective level. No matter, I, at least to me, I think that everybody, to some extent, feels emotional numbness. And I just want you to know, want you to know that you are really supported by everyone. Just talking about this with somebody can be really helpful. And I appreciate you. If this episode was beneficial to you, then please share it on your stories. Tag me in it. Let me know what your thoughts are about this episode. And if you feel like it could benefit a friend, please share it with a friend. It really does go a long way. And you all mean so much to me. And I appreciate you all so much. And I just want you all to be so much more happier in your lives. And I'm sending you the warmest hug. And I thank you so much. And bye.